Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. All right, welcome back to episode 83 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Different intro. This is Travis here. Um, today we are going to be continuing on with our NFL divisional previews. We are going to talk about the NFC East and what. Hey Travis, what day is it though? Kind of today is seven eighteen, July eighteenth. But when you're hearing this, it'll be Wednesday or afterwards. But Wednesday, July 29th, we were pre-recording. Pre-recording for the first time ever. So. If something drastically insane happens between here and then... Forgive us. Yeah, forgive us. Uh, Jared's going on vacation in about a week or so. So we're just doing this so we aren't sitting in a little lull of no episode. But anyway, before we kick things off on the NFC East preview, Jared and I got... Whoa, 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 whoa. Jared bought it, but... I found it also. I've been wanting to try it as well. Went to four different places to find this thing. We got the... Bush, the Bushlight Apple, which honestly, for anyone outside of Missouri, might not even know what the hell this is, or like, even to know be, what Bushlight tastes like. To be fair, I'm not a huge Bushlight fan my, to begin with, so I don't mind it. I don't have high expectations, but Bushlight Apple, we're gonna do a live taste test. Haven't even tried it; just cracked them. Cheers. Here we go. That's interesting. I mean, it's got the bite of apple at the beginning, and then it, like you get a very sharp, skunky beer taste. What I am thinking is like a it's an angry orchard without the stomach ache. Yeah, the, me and my wife talked about that earlier today. Like, I can only drink like one one angry orchard tops. It's it's like an angry orchard or a reds with, but you don't less get the sugar, stomach ache. Less, less sugar, probably. Less sugar, more carbs. I'm sure. There's probably no. Well, right here. Um, it's only four point one percent. 12 carbs. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just one hundred and thirty calories. It's it's gonna, not a beer that I would drink a lot. I'll drink it. I'll, I'll like, definitely drink. It. I don't I'll mind it. It's I'll good. Fall beer. I'll I'm give gonna, it a solid. Hold on, no, no, no. Let me one drink. Everybody knows the rules. Well, I'm going for two, so Dave Portnoy can suck it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a six point one. Yeah, I'm gonna go six eight. I mean, it's so initially you drink it and you get the you get a big apple flavor, but then for me you get that instant. Uh, for some reason, I it's not as bad as Miller Light, but Bush Light is like on that same level where it's kind of skunky. You know, it sounds kind of bad, um, and it might it may draw people away from it. But in terms of drinking beer, it's kind of good. Uh, it tastes like one just like a regular red apple, not one of the sweet apples, but like one of the red apples gone a little bad. Yeah. <laughs> you bite into it and the core is a little soft. Yeah, the skin's exact, a little soft. that's exactly what it tastes like, doesn't it? Yeah. 
That's a perfect taste. But for a beer, I mean, you're getting drunk off of drinking kind of a... It's kind of sweet, yeah. Kind of a weird apple, so... Well, whatever we have left, I'm going to bring it to the lake next weekend, and we're going to use it on the on, on the beer stick, which... On the beer stick. You guys are going to see some interesting stuff. I think we should try to do some more on the on the Instagram story that weekend. Yeah, on which, the beer stick. By the time this comes out, you, you would have already seen it, but... Yeah, it's my... We are going to the Lake of the Ozarks next weekend to celebrate my birthday. Well, when, they, when you guys hear this, it'll be last weekend. Yeah, damn, that's true. <laughs> so, interestingly enough, we are going to be talking about the NFC East this week. Um, so let's just go on into it. Nothing much on the intro. That was it. Started off with the last year's division-winning team at 9-7. and seven. Somehow. Yeah, somehow. The Philadelphia Eagles. Um, obviously, we talked about the draft in episode 74. Yep. Uh, so if you want to go hear that, ten episodes, ago. ten episodes later, um, didn't love the route they went in their draft, and in terms of their key departures, I mean, you got guys Josh McCown, Jordan Howard, Darren Sproles, Nelson Aguilar, uh, Vinnie Curry, Timmy Jernigan, Nigel Bradham, Ronald Darby, and Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins. Jenkins is a big so a one. lot, uh, but then they gained they they, they well. They didn't he, gain a lot. Yeah, well, wasn't Rodney McLeod already playing for them, or did he? I have no idea. He has before in the past, but I mean, they—they they, other than that, I mean, Will Parks, Javon Hargrave is a name that stands out for me. Yeah, I mean, but still, it's just average, average at best. And like you said, their draft—I mean, they got Jalen Rigor with their first pick, which neither of us liked at all when it first happened, and I still to this day don't like it. So for me, for a team that went nine and seven. Lost a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. Didn't really gain a ton of it back. I'm I'm inclined to say they got a little worse. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of their draft, and they lost a lot of pieces and didn't really do the best job of replacing them. So I would say they regressed a little bit. Okay, I agree. So um, sleeper, breakout, bust, MVP. Um, Travis, since you were able to prepare a little bit more, and I'm kind of flying, guys, this is gonna be a very, very free, free flowing episode for me. <laughs> um, Travis, since you were able to prepare a little bit more, go ahead and lead off with your with your sleeper. Yeah, my sleeper is gonna be Derek Barnett, defensive end, a mm. uh, guy at I believe came out of Tennessee three years ago. Uh, he's coming coming off an injury into last season, and he was able to reel in six and a half sacks, two forced fumbles. So I feel like he did a pretty good job of rebounding off that 2018 season. The Eagles actually already said that they were going to pick up his option for next year, 2021, but they still have a salary to negotiate. So I think he's going to be playing for some extra cash this year to help his renegotiation for the following year. So look out for him to be a pretty good uh, disruptor in that in that pass off pass defense. I like that. I like that. My sleeper player is going to be Miles Sanders. Okay. Um him being the I mean he played pretty he played pretty good well last year. I don't have his numbers in front of me, but I can look him up. I got it cuz he's my breakout player. Okay, yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, he's my breakout player. He had 1300 total yards and six touchdowns last year. 1300 total yards. Total. Okay. So he I had, see him like with him being with no Jordan Howard, he's going to have an expanded role in the offense obviously. Um is he's, he's well, Jordan Howard played for the Bears last year. No, Jordan Howard right here right? played for you. Oh, yeah, you're, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Come on, Travis. Keep You I, you wrote the script. I know I did. Come on, man. They he, just had so many running backs. He was in a very crowded backfield. And always has been, but now he's the guy. He's the bell cow. Um, and I just see him having a bit of a breakout year. I think him and Carson Wentz, if Carson Wentz can stay healthy, which is a miracle, even if Jalen Hurts has to step, step up and play, 
I could see them playing really, really, really well together. If 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 it came down to it. Yeah, I mean that's why I have him as my breakout player. I and going into it, I was never the biggest Miles Sanders fan, but it it almost has to be him considering there's nobody behind him besides Boston Scott and Corey Clement. Uh, so he's going to get a lot of the workload. He had good numbers last year. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't at least match those numbers from last year. Yeah, I I agree. So Miles Sanders is my breakout player. He your is sleeper, your my breakout. sleeper, sleeper. Your breakout. My breakout player is going to be Dallas Goddard, the tight end. Really? Behind Zach Ertz. They do run a lot of dual tight end sets. They run a lot of dual tight end sets, and I'm trying to scramble and look up their stats right now. Um, But I just feel like that Dallas Goddard is the future. Zach Ertz is probably on the way out. And why the fuck can't a simple Google search for Eagles receivers 2019 just bring me their damn stats? I mean, Goddard, seriously. I feel like, was found the end zone quite a bit. So, just just for reference, those were the two top targeted receivers in their system. Ertz was targeted 135 times last year. Goddard was targeted 87 times. Um, and then Ertz had 916. Goddard had 607. For I just, tight ends, and they both led the team. Yeah, so I just feel like that... Eventually, you got to eventually fade away from Ertz, and and because Ertz can't stay really healthy. I mean, he's had injury issues in the past. Eh, not a lot though. He's been pretty solid. Ah, uh, dude, has he though? And I'll tell you why a little bit later. Okay. Well, I I mean, I'm I'm not shitting on Ertz, my sister measure. He's still a great player. But like you said, they're like their two top receivers last year were both tight ends. I can see Goddard maybe stealing a little bit more thunder away from Ertz this year than being more even keel. Maybe both mean like 800, 800 yards receiving. Um. And I, that, I just think Goddard's going to be a, a breakout player in the system this year. All right. Yeah, since Ertz just came into the league, he's only missed six games. Damn. In uh, seven years. <laughs> so pretty uh, pretty good. But like Jared said, he's going on the fly, maybe with just what he feels. But fair enough. Bus player. Goddard last year has oh, – so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> his um, where is it at? I just saw something that was interesting. Off his yards per reception, both years have been over. Has been over ten. That's not so bad. He's catching he's it throw it to him, down. it's a first down yeah. every time. So I mean, that's good. I'd like to see, you know, Zachert's stats comparing to him, which look to be also over ten. So I mean, you have two tight ends you're throwing to where each time they catch it, yeah. It's more than likely a first Bus down. player, though. Bus player. My bus player is going to be Alshon Jeffrey. I <clears throat> agree with that whole And Alshon, and this is why, he's just not really the guy that he once was, but really has Alshon ever been that guy? He's been steadily declining year after year for the last three, and even a couple of years before that he didn't do well. He's 30 years old. He's managed to play only three full seasons in his eight-year career. I feel like this team has a lot of young wide receivers that they're trying to implement more as Alshon's on the way out. So the second he either messes up or gets hurt, I feel like bye-bye Alshon. So he's my bus player. On the exact same kind of what, I guess, not brave length, whatever. I am kind of tipsy right now. I'm going to go with Deshaun Jackson. Um, I mean, the dude played three games last year. Yeah, but for those three games, I'm pretty sure he dominated, did he not? Uh, he had 159 yards in three games, two touchdowns. 
Maybe not as great. But And then the year before, that, he hasn't played a full season since 2013. I mean, Deshaun Jackson is like big play, multiple touchdowns. He's also going to be 34 guy. this year. Yeah, that's old. So like you said, they're starting to weed out like Goddard, Ertz, the Jalen Rigor kid they drafted. I just think they're starting to move towards a younger offense, and I just see him being a... I don't see Alshon. They, right now, if you look at their depth chart, it's Alshon and Deshaun Jackson. I just see them being giant flops, and the, you know these younger guys kind of taking over. All right. They also have Marquise Goodwin on their team. Yeah, he's the second string. So they have, like I said, they have a lot of receiving options. Shall someone absolutely eat shit? Yeah. MVP of the team, <clears throat> mine is going to be Zach Ertz. I mean, this is like the only guy that Carson Wentz has seemed to be able to like really have a lot of chemistry with. Like Jared just said, he had a hundred and something targets last year. <clears throat> he was second in receptions in the NFL in 2018. He was 14th in receptions in the NFL last year. In his like seven year career, he's always been right around or above the thousand yard mark. I just feel like it's super impressive how consistent he is. So I got to go with him just on the fact that he's really pretty much the guy that like flows their offense. I like that pick and kind of what would make Travis's MVP pick kind of would make my MVP pick be the same. It's Carson Wentz. Oh man. Just because last year- Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. It was the first year he played a full 16 games. And in those full 16 games, he completed 63% of his passes, 64%, which isn't great. But he had 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, and seven picks. The dude has thrown seven picks his last three seasons. He's only thrown more than that once, and that was his rookie year when he threw 14. But that's bound to happen your rookie year. I mean, he's just got to stay healthy, isn't it? it? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Last year he played his, his first full 16, 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, seven picks. I mean – the dude has all the tools there. He's mobile. He has the arm. He has the weapons in this offense if he chooses to use them correctly. Um, and if he can do that and put it all together, I think he's going to have a, a pretty damn good year. Okay. I don't mind that pick. Um, this brings us to the win total, which is over under nine and a half. And for me, I am absolutely taking under nine and a half. They went nine and seven last year. We already said they, they got worse. I just do not see them as a 10-win team, really just based on the weapons they have in offense. I mean, yeah, they have Wentz and Ertz and Goddard and Sanders, but outside of them, there's no one to throw to. Sanders isn't going to put the team on his back. Their defense is meh. So I just have to take the under. Also, outside of their division, they play the Rams, the Ravens, the Browns, the Seahawks, the 49ers, the Packers, and the Saints. 
Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, so I'm just going to rip through it real quick, and you tell me this is like – so I see Washington, that's a W. L.A., I'm going to count this as a loss. Cincinnati, a win. That's that's what, 2-1. Two, and one. two. San Francisco, two, loss, 2-2. Two and two. At, at Pittsburgh, loss, 2-3. Three, Baltimore, loss, 2-4. and four. Giants, win, 3-4. and four. Cowboys, loss, 3-5. and five. Bye week at the Giants. I'm going to count those as a win. Four and five. At Cleveland, count those as a loss. Four and six. Seattle, loss. Four and seven. At Green Bay, loss. Four, damn, they have a tough schedule. Four yeah. and eight. Saints, loss. Four and nine. At Arizona, I'm going to give that to them. Five and nine. At Dallas, loss. Five and ten. So I see this as a six and ten team. By six and ten. Just really quick run through. Give them a few other wins. You, there's no way they get no, to 10. No way. This is an easy. If Out of all of the episodes we've done so far, this to me is the easiest under, I think. Yeah, and, and I've had I've come to see that trend a lot with this division as we'll move on, which takes us on to the America's uh, team here, the Dallas Cowboys, which honestly didn't hate their draft. They had a couple good picks. They got C.D. Lamb, Trayvon Diggs, yeah. uh, but – then you move on to who they lost. And they lost Randall Cobb, um, Travis Frederick, Michael Bennett, Robert Quinn, Malik Collins, Byron Jones, Jeff Heath. Yeah. Huge names. But then they added a ton of people too. They did add a ton. So who who were who were your favorites of those? I like adding Ha Ha Clinton Dix. That's a big one to me. Andy Dalton as a backup is not bad at all. Um, I love the uh, the addition of three guys on the defense side of the ball: Gerald McCoy, Don Tari Poe, and Alden Smith. Yep. If Alden Smith can return to form, and also Greg Zerline. Yeah, I was going to say, are you, you want to me? If you if you want to say a key arrival is a kicker in Greg Zerline, I mean, it's never a bad idea to add a dominant kicker in the NFL. With I mean, how bad kicking's been? Yeah, I almost like their additions more than I like their lo- more than I hate their losses. I don't know, man. That that defensive ends and Michael Bennett, Robert Quinn. Yeah, but then you add Dontari Poe, Gerald McCoy. But those aren't Alton those Smith. aren't defensive ends; those are tackles. Yeah, but you can move them around. I mean, it's not not everything. I would say okay. So on their off season, I'd say they did an excellent job of replacing who they lost. I would say they got a little bit better if you add the talent. What from were they draft. last year? Like what were they last year? Eight and eight. Eight and eight, I believe. I yeah, I I think this team got better, especially with the not draft. a lot, but they got a little better. I mean, adding CD Lamb is a huge help on the offensive side of the ball. Not that they needed it with Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper, but any, anytime you can add more weapons, it's always nice. Yeah, for sure. So that brings us to our sleeper breakout bust and MVP sleeper. I'll roll into it. My sleeper is Leighton Vander Esch, and this is why is because I feel like a lot of people kind of almost put him on the back burner, forgot about him after last year. Because he had an insane rookie season, but hurt his neck and only played nine games last year. But he was on track to do the same, if not maybe better, than his rookie year. So don't forget about him just because he was absent. He's a tackling machine, and he's going to be the same person that he was his rookie year if he can stay healthy. I like that pick. Um, Leighton Vanderesh was actually going to be my breakout player because of that reason. Um, yeah, he had a rookie year, but a lot of people can chalk it up to like, or had a great rookie year. A lot of people can chalk it up to like, you know, whatever. It was a, it was a fluke rookie season. So 
I just yeah, think, Bert, I, he would fit in terms of breakout. I think. He, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's gonna he's gonna move move in my, my breakout role. I think this guy right here is gonna move into my sleeper role because of who they drafted in the first round. Just gotta look it up first. Mm-hmm. Love this pick. I see um, you typing it's, it in. It's, it's it's gonna be Michael Gallup for me, the third year receiver. Um, out Where go to of school? Colorado State. Colorado State. He played all 16 games his his rookie season, 507 yards receiving. I mean, it's kind of hard for me to call a guy last year who played 14 games and had 1,100 yards and six touchdowns as a sleeper. But you're in the offense with Amari Cooper and now C.D. Lamb and Ezekiel Elliott, who are going to take up most of the attention, who are going to get most most of the media hype. And I think Michael Gallup is going to fly <clears throat> way underneath the radar. This is probably me a big sleeper guy for me in fantasy. This yeah, year. like when we when we mean sleeper, we're not like discovering some brand new guy. Mm-hmm. It's just a guy that's like when you think of this team. It's not a guy that like immediately oh comes to mind. It's like one of their all stars. Yeah. So Michael Gallup is, kind of fits that role, and I feel like is this kind of goes along with what you're getting at here. And I love that pick. I've been a huge Michael Gallup fan even his rookie year. I'm pretty sure I picked him up in fantasy. Yeah, and I've had him for the last two years, so I like that. I mean, you want to, you want to look at? I talked about um, yards per reception for uh, Goddard. Goddard. His yards per reception, 15.8 his rookie season, 16.8 last year. Damn, that's yeah. that's big. So listen to this, though. My breakout player, you said yours was Van Der Esch. My breakout player is CeeDee Lamb. He's a I rookie, like wide receiver. I mean, when you look at it, they have, I think all three of the receivers can go over 750 yards, over five touchdowns. Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb, about as dangerous as it gets. Also, Jarrett was saying that Gallup, 15 yards per catch guy. CeeDee Lamb in Oklahoma had a little over 21 yards per catch last year. So you got a guy that's going to be able to cover the middle of the field. You got a guy in Amari Cooper that can really do anything, and you got a guy in CeeDee Lamb that can go deep. Uh, I feel like Dax needed kind of that deep ball guy now for a couple years. Um, So he has zero excuses but to succeed this year with these receivers and Zeke. So CeeDee Lamb is my breakout guy. All right, I dig that. I dig that. So let's move on into your bus player. I'll go ahead and lead it off because I saw this, and I think it's an e- – uh, I mean, I don't know how to call him. Oh, man. No, Killing I, me, Smalls. I, I can't call him a bus. Okay. It's, you it's, want me to roll it's tough for me to pick a bus on this team. I'm looking No, through. it was hard. I had, I had a stretch and reach based on – not really stats, but based on what I saw in games. And my bus was uh, Chidobi Awuzie. All right. The corner? I think I just picked mine, but you, you go ahead. Okay, and I'm not sure you Cowboys fans might be a little butthurt, but I don't have a lot of stats on how bad I think he is other than the fact that Cowboys games are like the game that's on primetime like every fucking week. So I just remember seeing a woozie in his, the back of his jersey and his name called a lot, <laughs> which is never a good sign. No. And his three years, he's only had three picks. Doesn't really add up to be a very good stat. Um, and I just feel like Dallas has had a really tough time finding good corners that can lock down coverage. And Awuzie just doesn't seem like that guy for me. So look for him to uh, to really let down Trayvon Diggs on the other side of the ball this year. I like that pick. Mine's going to be Blake Jarwin. Okay. Um. I mean, this guy was a like a fill-in role player last year. I feel like, and now they're asking him to step up and be. Yeah, the, he's a starting tight end. They're right? asking him to step up and be the starting tight end. No um, one's going to replace 
Jason Witten. Jason Witten, nobody. I mean, especially he, in Dallas, fans. He's a him. fucking Hall of Famer. Especially this kid. He was. I he went to Oklahoma State, but I mean, he's had two seasons, two full seasons in Dallas. Last year, was he started seven games, but he had 307 receiving yards in 2018, 365 in 2019. I mean, 11 yards per reception in the last few years, which is pretty solid. Um, but I, I just don't see him being super valuable. I mean, it's bad to say. No, yeah, we've mentioned many times how the tight end role in the NFL is slowly dying. But like me as a, as a fan, like I love when when my time when our tight end does good. Yeah. So it's kind of a letdown when they're getting what three hundred yards and a couple touchdowns. Uh, he had three both seasons. Yeah. yeah so. so less than stellar. I I definitely will not argue that pick any day of the week. Who's on in our MVP? I think it's clear. It's, it's Zeke. Zeke every year until it's I mean, not Zeke. I mean, even last year, he did, he skipped the entire training camp. I mean, he's had in preseason. He's had right around fifteen hundred yards rushing when he plays sixteen games, which is nuts. Add that to the fact that he also catches the ball. So I think if he has a good year, he's getting two two thousand yards and fifteen touchdowns. Total. Now, to be fair. His yards per game have declined every single season since his rookie year. 109, almost 109 his rookie year, 98 his second year, 95.6 his third year, and 84.8 last okay, year. Okay, but still. Like, you expect him to average over 100 yards a game? Yeah, no, I mean, that's still insane. I mean, and then you look at it, he had 1,600 his rookie year. He only played 10 games his, his second year, 983. He played 15 his third season, 14-34, and 16 last year in 13-57. I mean, he's still, where's his, yeah, where's his yards per attempt? Jesus, 5.1, 4.1, 4.7, 4.5. Yeah, I mean, he's he's the MVP of this team, no doubt about it. Dak, I'm not going to say he's horrible. He's not good, but Zeke really helps him be. He's in a big Have career. any success that he does. Yeah. So they're over under. To be fair, one more one more thing about Zeke Elliott. His last two seasons, so his first two seasons, he had 363 and 269 receiving yards. The last two years, he had 567 and 420. So he stepped it up in the receiving game more than he did the first two seasons. So Yeah, and he's from St. Louis, so that's cool. Yes, to you. Um, brings us to their win total, which is over under 9.5. I'm going to let you go first, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll. I think it's cool me me rolling through, through the schedule like that. Okay, yeah, go for it. No, so you no, yeah, you tell I know. I'm yeah. saying over and a half. I over and a half. It's nine and a half. Over and a half. Jesus, we've been going at it for about six hours. Now. Yeah. So over nine and a half is what I am taking. I know it's a stretch. You taking the over? Taking the over. I know it's a stretch, but I have them at ten and six, and I really don't see them as a nine and seven team. I think they're easily taking the division this year. It's just a matter of how many games they're going to win. I'm going out on a limb and saying ten. All right, so you have them at 10, getting the over. Here we go. First gut reaction. Jarrett's going to roll through the schedule. Ready? Yep. I'll agree if, or disagree. At L.A., that's a loss. Oof. Come so, on. 0-1. Home against the Falcons, W, 1-1. At Seattle, loss, 1-2. Home against Cleveland, win, 2-2. Two two. New York, home, 3-2. Two, two. Arizona, home, 4-2. At Washington, win, 5-2. So they go. They go on a bit of a run. They go to Philly. They lose at Philly. I think. Um, so it's five and three. Home against Pittsburgh. This is a. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Tough game. Sunday night in, no- in November. Home. What, I'm going to give them the W, so 6-3. and three. So they have a bye week in week 10, week 11. They're at Minnesota. I'm going to give Kirk, Kirk the benefit of the doubt here. Okay. Give them the dub, 6-4. and four. Could go either way, though. Yeah, Washington, that's a dub, 7-4. Uh, at Baltimore, automatic loss, 7-5. At Cincinnati, that's a win, 8-5. San Fran at home. I'm going to give it to San Fran, 8-6. Um, Philly at home, give them the dub, nine and six at New York. I have them at ten and six too. Yeah. And so that I'm taking was the over. with and that was with a couple like you gotta think like you give Baltimore the automatic when Baltimore's not gonna go sixteen and oh. No, they're not, but so it, saying, was, like, it was it was on the road in Yeah, so I, that's thing. what I said. I had them at ten and six. I was feeling frisky to take the over. But I also gave him a win against um Pittsburgh, which is never going to be a, easy. You gave him a loss against a lot of just like teams that are decent. Like you gave him a loss against the Rams, yeah, the Forty ers Like those are also semi winnable games. Yeah, especially the Forty ers are at home too. So no, yeah, I mean ten and six is possible. I first glance, I'm going to take the over as well. All right, sounds good. So we're we're going to take a break. Yep, we'll take a break and we'll be back with the Giants and I the Redskins. Well, we can't even call them that. We can't even call them that. Oh, just the Washington Washingtons. <laughs> we'll be back with the Giants and the Washington Washingtons. Hey, everyone. As you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free. B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, we're kicking it back off with the lower end of the division. I feel like this is every division. There's like two good teams and two shit teams. Except for the AFC South. That's true. All right, New York Giants are up on the clock next. Their draft, I feel like they really dropped the ball by not taking Isaiah Simmons. That's just my opinion. I know they needed some offensive line They help, did need some O-line But help. still, man, that's once-in-generation talent that you passed up on. Outside of that, their departures, the guys that really kind of stood out to me, Mike Remmers, Alec Ogletree, Marcus Golden, and Antoine Bethay. Jarrett, who are the arrivals, though, that stood out to you? Oh, yikes. Um, James Nate, Bradbury was Nate, a decent Nate one. Nate Ebner, um, Deion Lewis, 
Blake Martinez. And that's uh, about it. Yeah. They, wow. It's hard to get worse from a four-win team. Yeah. They but I don't, but I don't think year. they helped themselves out a little bit. They did not. I mean, they're, I mean, they're, they're clearly building towards the future. I mean, we all see that. I mean, the writing's on the wall. They drafted Daniel Jones. He's going to be going into his second year this year. So, right? Yeah, second year. So, I mean, I'm not going to say they got worse, but I think, I to think say they got better is, is, is a stretch. Is Yeah, it's not like, oh, man, they're going to go out and win seven games. So, by the way, hey, time out. Can we just talk about how, after you clip your nails, how hard it is to open up a fucking beer can? I don't clip my nails. I bite my nails. That's disgusting. Sorry. Hey, uh, hey, uh, let us know if that's if you guys are team biting nails or clipping nails because I clip my nails. <laughs> that's fucking disgusting. I'll put a poll out. It's just a habit. It's been. It's I mean, been what it's I just. We, I, by the way, I, Corona. To- you know, totally going off topic here, but I I saw on my time op today you tweeted out an episode last year. By the way, it's episode thirty eight, which is insane. We're on episode. This is eighty three. Yeah. Um, insane to think about. A year ago, you released episode thirty-eight. We talked the the cold pizza debate, like how long, like how long is pizza good? Oh, really? On the counter or whatever. Um, and Cyrus said I was going to get sick, so it's kind of funny. We're talking about the the fingernail debate. That I, is weird. I clip mine. No, I bite mine. No. Anyway. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, I would say they they about stayed the same. Stayed the same. They maybe got to win better, but. Maybe. Just from experience with Daniel Jones. Going on into our four sleeper breakout bust and MVP. Sleeper. I'm just going to roll into it. My sleeper is Darius Slayton. Okay. And I've been reading his name a lot lately, and I'm like, man, like, was he that good? Turns out he's a sleeper to me because his rookie year was last year, and Danny Dimes managed to get him eight touchdowns and 740 yards. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of big because I didn't even think that he did that well. So, so I'll go ahead and say right now, um, yeah, Darius Slayton is my breakout player. Is your breakout player? I think I think he'll – You think surf- he's surpassing what I he did last year? I think he's surpassing Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard. He will be the number one guy this year. He came on strong, big time, once Danny Dimes took over on the offense. That's what I'm saying. They seem so, to have a really big connection. Yeah. So I'll just go ahead and, and lead into it. That's my breakout player, Travis Zee player. I love it. Um, is that all you had to say about Yeah, I sleep? mean, that's about it. My sleeper player is going to be Blake Martinez, the newcomer, linebacker. Maybe is, maybe a sleeper in terms of you don't know who he plays for, but the name, if you know football, should be there. Yeah, I mean, because this dude – has had a combined. He is amazing. He is insane. Yeah, I love the dude. He was my he was my uh, sleeper player oh. for the Packers last Packers year. last year. Well, the dude has had the last three seasons combined tackles one forty four, one forty four, and one fifty five. Nuts. I mean, it's bananas. And He's been like what top three each year. Yeah, and one sack, five sacks, three sacks the last three years. Play. Which is fine because if you're getting that many tackles, you don't need that many. Sets. Yeah, I mean, but you're if you're a linebacker, your role's different. And he's also played in all 16 games the last three years. So I just feel like this is a dude that a lot of people don't know of, don't know about, especially casual Giants and and, and, and and NFC East fans. This dude's gonna be a fucking problem in your division. Yeah, I mean, the casual fan I sound like a total douche saying that. No, but I mean, the casual fan is not gonna know exactly who he is. So yeah, I mean, that's why we do this. To let you guys know. I mean, this dude's gonna be a problem in the NFC East, and he instantly makes the Giants linebacking core better. I know our boy Sean Malone is pumped probably about this. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, my breakout player 
on the other hand, Jared says his was Darius Slayton. Mine is going to be Dexter Lawrence, mm. the defensive end that they drafted in 2019, I guess that would have been. They don't have really an edge rusher or defensive end on the team that's very threatening. They lost Marcus Golden, which, not to be biased, but that's pretty big. Yeah, so they don't have a lot that's threatening. They need Dexter Lawrence to really step up this year. Last year, he was very, very average. I just think that he needs to make improvements, and he will make those improvements and be the player that they thought he was going to be as the first-round pick that you know they took him with last year. So Dexter Lawrence is my breakout player. All right. I like that. Bust. Who's uh, your bust? Do you know I got mine? Yeah, I think I feel like it's gonna be the same guy. Uh no. I I thought about it, but that was too uh It's too was, easy. That was low hanging fruit. I'll do it. Jared's is Danny. It's gonna be Danny Dimes, man. I'm sorry because I wish I had a game by game breakdown because Giants remember, fans just love him too much. I remember watching that first game when he played. It was at it was at Sean's apartment actually. Uh huh. Sean our friend Sean's a Giants fan. And we watched it at his apartment that day, which was a fun day. We got videos from that day of us cussing at the TV because fucking Harrison Bucker missed field goals. Mm-hmm. That was the day we played flag football. At, yeah, it was. But, I mean, 62% completion percentage. I mean, yes, he had three. But 12 interceptions is what stands out to me in just 12 starts. It's not great. Well, that's that's an, an ideal. It's an interception in a game, and you really don't want your – and he also had a 76 uh, percent sack percentage. So basically, what that means is um, how you figure that up is your time sacked divided by your pass attempted plus time sacked. That's how, how the formula goes. So, I mean, it's not great. I mean, yes, they added offensive line pieces, but I just don't, I don't know, man. Look at this fucking dude. I mean, just look at him. He's a square. I mean, we already know that the pick itself was not great. Don't see Danny Dime as being the future. I mean, he's just like. Peyton Manning 2.0, but zero Super Bowls under his belt. Peyton Manning, no. That's a We're not Peyton, I'm sorry, Eli. 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 That's, that's yeah. what I meant, Eli Manning. Um, my bus player is going to be Leonard Williams, their defensive end. Who got traded to them. Yeah, and then they franchise tagged him, which didn't make much sense, considering he's pretty much been dog shit his entire career, except for maybe one or two decent years. Not to mention... He's played a combined 15 games in the last two seasons. So why you would even franchise tag him or want him on your team to pay him is beyond me considering you're already kind of weak at defensive end depth, which is why Dexter Lawrence was my breakout player. Yeah. but I agree. MVP, I think we both are the same person, right? Yeah, Saquon, obviously. It's Saquon Barkley. I mean, even the last year... He took a dip from his rookie year. He missed three games, barely had over 1,000 yards rushing, but he still averaged 4.6 yards a carry um, and even added um, – he didn't have as many receiving yards either, but, I mean, still – I mean, I don't even have any stats to just tell you that he's obviously the MVP. He's obviously – his yards from scrimmage dipped. went from 2,028 to 1441, but, again, he missed three games that last season – they added some. They just gotta build the offensive line around him. If they fucking get the right offensive line and the right skill set in there, yeah. I who mean, knows? Who knows if Joe Judge is the right guy? But uh, I mean, they're like a two-win team last year without him. So how many games? Went four. Talking about wins. Let's take us to their win total, which is a fucking surprising six and a half. It's a, and I, and that's easy for me. It's an under. This team is not three wins better from what they were last year. 
And we're about to see because Jarrett's going to roll through the schedule. Ready? Zero doubt about it. Let's go. Pittsburgh, uh, opening night on Monday, loss, 0-1. At Chicago? That's tough. That is tough, man. I th- You can't give it. I don't know. Chicago's not going to be that bad. Their defense is good when you consider what Danny if this, is. If this was, okay, if this was a late, like, winter game in Chicago, I'm giving it to Chicago nine times out of ten. I'm still going to give it to Chicago just because it's on the road. We'll say it could be a, it could be a flyer game. I'm going to count it as 0-2 and okay. we'll revisit it. San Fran, loss, 0-3. At LA, loss, 0-4. <laughs> At Dallas, loss, 0-5. Washington at home win one and five, at Philly loss one and six, Tampa Bay at home. You're, this is gonna surprise you. Give him a win. That's I'm gonna fine. give it to him. Yeah, two and six. So I think that replaces the Chicago. Like those are two toss up games. Okay. Two and six. I think they'll beat Washington both times. Three Fair and enough. three and six. Philly at home. Philly's primed to drop a couple games at home. I'm gonna yeah, give probably. him four, four and six. At Cincy, I think that's a game Cincinnati will win. Cincy can't go; they're not going to go on six. No, so that's four and seven. At Seattle, hundred percent loss, four and eight. Arizona at home, Arizona traveling across the country. Arizona is going to be good though. But playing in New York in December, I'm going to give it to them five, five and eight. Cleveland at home, they're not going to be; they're not going to win that game. I don't think. I think Cleveland's going to be better than what everyone thinks. They're used to cold weather. Five and nine. At Baltimore, loss five and ten. Even if they beat Dallas, whatever. I mean, I, even if I gave them one of those wins or whatever, that they're would be not going to win. They're not going to win games. seven games, so easy under for me as well. Yeah. So we've agreed that the NFC East is. If you're going to bet over unders on win totals, this is the division to do it. Which By the way, we, should, should we run through the schedule like that on on, on all these for, for the rest? Yeah, of the- I like it. I think it's a good way to like people yeah. would be like, oh, you know this. Yeah, because not I everyone agree. Not everyone, yeah, know, knows the schedule. Yeah, so we'll so start doing that. We'll we'll start doing that for the re- remaining three for the NFC. Um, last <laughs> and probably the least, the Washington Washingtons. Yeah. By the way, y'all got to let us know what the fuck's their name going to be. Like we talked about this earlier. Yeah. There's I I don't know. I'm gonna say like I'm gonna go super basic. Maybe like the generals. Man, I don't know. The gen the dollar generals. I don't know. Um. We're just going to talk about, obviously they took Chase Young, which was a big addition, even though they didn't really need him. Outside of that. But you couldn't pass him up. You couldn't pass him up. That's some good talent. They lost. And I'm, just, I'm not going to run through everyone. People who stood out to me, Jordan Reed, uh, and then offensive line, a lot of offensive line help. Donald Penn, Trent Williams, Eric Flowers, and then Quentin Dunbar, Josh Norman were two big corners they I lost. I mean, Dominique Rogers, Camardi's a big one, too. Yeah, he's just like 45 years old. Yeah. And then who did they add? Thomas Davis, Kendall Fuller. Thomas Davis, Kendall Fuller, and Ronald Darby were the ones that I had that were like big guys. Those are big ones. But but when you think about the offensive linemen that they lost and how much protection that Dwayne Haskins is going to need. So they're starting. Baskins. Dwayne Dwayne Baskins. (laughs) Um. Killed her husband. Whack. Um. Anyway, they're starting offensive line right here. Um. Cornelius Lucas, Wes Schweitzer, Chase Ruye, Brand, uh, Brandon Scherf, which we know who that is, and Morgan Moses. I'm and not going to say I know. Tight ends are Jeremy Sprinkle and Richard Rodgers. I'm not going to say I know 150 offensive linemen, but like off the top of my head, but I don't know very many people in that offensive line. 
I know Brandon Scherf. That's yeah, about it. that's about it. Which I'm gonna say, like, maybe probably two or three of those guys are gonna suck cock. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dude, not this good. team's gonna be so bad. That's why, and this is why I said they lost a lot of pieces on their O line. Their defensive additions are not going to make up for it. I think they got worse, which sucks for them, yeah. considering they're rebuilding. I mean, a thousand percent they're rebuilding, but I'm looking at their offense right here, man. And, dude, it is bad, which we'll get into, which is going to lead into our sleeper breakout bus and MVP. Um, so who's your sleeper player on, on this team, Travis? <laughs> My sleeper, Antonio Gold- Gandy-Golden. Wide receiver. Not only does he have an absolute badass name, Gandy Golden. Like, how sweet is that? Yeah. But he's a rookie coming in on an already very depleted wide receiver yeah. core. Um, I think that his target and his size, he's six foot four. For Dwayne Haskins, as inexperienced as he is, he's going to need a big guy to where he can just, like, have that guy where he looks. Oh, he's, he's open. He's six foot four. I'm going to throw it to him. He's just going to stand out. Dwayne Haskins will be able to lock in on him. Also, Antonio Gandy-Golden was a wide receiver at Liberty. I know, yeah, he's not a super big, high-profile college guy. Yeah. But his junior and senior year there, because he came from uh, JUCO, he had over 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns in both seasons. So I think that he's a guy that might have a decent season, considering he's not a guy you would think. Okay, I can dig that. My sleeper player is going to be Deron Payne, okay. third-year defensive tackle. So, rookie season, played all 16 games, had five sacks, 56 combined tackles, um, and six tackles for loss and eight QB hits. Last year, only started in nine games for whatever reason, still had two sacks, still had 56 tackles, and eight and four quarterback hits. If he plays in a full 16 games this year in his third season, I feel like he can be the stud of that defensive line next to Montez Sweat, all those guys there. Um, so I just think that he is poised for a year. Ryan Kerrigan's also still there, some fucking how. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Deron Payne is poised for a, a sleeper-type season, fly under the radar, get those five, six sacks, 80-something tackles, and be a pretty decent player on this, on this defense. <clears throat> all right, I dig it. Breakout player, mine. It's going to be a guy who I think we've all been hoping to bust out for some time. Darius Geis. I mean, really all this man has to do is stay healthy. That's it. He's got the starting job. We've all seen what Adrian Peterson can do when he's healthy there. So if Darius Geis can stay healthy, he's just he's got a 1,000 yards and a decent amount of touchdowns. Just hand it to him. Just stay healthy. Yeah. Mine's going to be a pretty basic pick. It's going to be um, their first-round pick. It's going to be Chase Young. I think this def- – I just talked about defensive line and the talent that was on it. I mean, yeah, you have Montez Sweat. You have Deron Payne. You got Ryan Kerrigan. Um, but Chase Young's slated to play that outside linebacker role, which is interesting to me because I think he's more of a pass rusher. So, obviously, this depth chart isn't the gospel. Um, but if he does play if he does play that pass rusher role, I think he'll be a double-digit sack getter. Yeah, and I hate to be the guy who's like – who hates on everything, especially as number two overall pick. But just like the games that I saw him at Ohio State at he, the end of the season. Dude, like you said, he, I told he you, he reminds me, me a lot of fucking Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, like he only tries when he feels like trying. Mm-hmm. Like he is that guy. So, and they're not in, in the Reds. I'm sorry, I can't say that. The Washington Washingtons are only are 
not going to have a lot of big moments no. to shine in. Exactly. So we'll see how he does. Bus player. My bus player is going to be Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry. I know this is like for me, this is like an I told you so pick just based on the fact that everyone is so in love with him. Well, it's Scary Terry plays basketball. I know, but they call him that too. That's stupid. Yeah. So they already stole that from uh, Terry Rozier. Yeah. But regardless, everyone's super high on him, and this is more of just like a I have never liked him from the jump. And t- not personally, but as a player. So, and I told you so. He came out of nowhere last season. He had 900 yards and seven touchdowns. So, I think heading into this year, everyone thinks he's going to do better. And I'm just saying he's going to be a bust just because there's no way that he's better than that. I don't think that he's that great. Yeah, he may touch something close to those numbers, but in terms of, oh, he's going to be an awesome fantasy player, he's going to be awesome. No. I like that. Mine's easy. It's Dwayne Haskins from a bus player. Dude, I hate it, but I I agree. Dude, I mean, look at his stats. He started seven games last year. And we're talking about – everyone's going to be like, we had no no offensive line. Well, guess what? It he didn't doesn't get, have any better of an offensive line. didn't get line. any fucking better. He completed 58% of his passes, seven touchdowns, seven picks. I mean, it's just not great. Sack percentage of 12.5%. Yeah, so I mean, it's he wasn't given a very good Hand. deal of cards no. at all, and it only got worse for him, which sucks because I liked him heading into the league, but you know, Washington is just not a good place for him to be. So MVP, I am taking it out here. I haven't done this in a couple uh, previews. My MVP is going to be the defensive line, I just like because it. I can't really pick anyone on this team that's worth a damn. They invested in Chase and. Uh, Chase Young, when they needed other pieces, it just shows a, that they're committed they to that. They got a veteran. Kerrigan, Sweat. Pain. Pain. Like, their defensive line is going to be the heart and soul of this team, which is kind of sad to say. But that's all I uh, have to say for the MVP. Ah, uh, man. I don't – is this is this going to – this might sound bad. Dude, like, there's not – it was so hard I couldn't pick one. Mine, mine, honestly, might be Kendall Fuller just because he's coming from a from a Super Bowl winning team. I mean, he has the experience of being in the Super Bowl. He can bring it to a less than stellar secondary when you look at it. I mean, secondary is Landon Collins. Okay, he's pretty decent. Sean Davis, Kendall Fuller, and Jimmy Moreland. But I just feel like Kendall Fuller is probably the most experienced in – player on this team who's who's done something with their career as as bad as as bad as, as it is to say. Yeah, I mean, he's he's like the best person in their secondary they have to offer. So, I uh I don't disagree with that. It's just hard to pick an MVP for me. It was. Like I mean, I was looking at them like who 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 the fuck do I pick here? But their win total, which is a <laughs> a, a very sad five and a half. And again, it's not hard for me I'm going to have to go with the under, and I would bet on this eight days out of the week if I could. There you go. There's not even eight days in a week. Um, I know. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> so let's roll through the schedule. Philly, home against Philly, loss. At Arizona, loss. At Cleveland, loss. Baltimore, loss. 0-4. Home oh. against L.A., loss. 0-5. At New York Giants. I think I, I think I gave the Giants a win there. Loss. 0-6. Bro, they're going to be 0-7 going into the bye week. Yeah, easy. Because uh, week 7 is 
home against Dallas. Home against the Giants. I don't know if I gave this to the Giants earlier, but I'm going to give it to them now. I yeah. think so. One at one and seven at Detroit. Detroit's not going to be anything good either, but they have Matt Stafford, so I can't count them out. And since it's on the road, I'll give it to the Lions. One and eight. I'll give them the win against Cincy. That's two and eight at Dallas. Loss two and nine at Pittsburgh. Loss two and ten at San Fran. Definitely lost two and eleven. Holy shit, they're gonna be bad. Seattle at home two and twelve. Carolina, I'll give them the win at home against Carolina three and twelve. At this yeah, is a, I mean Car- against Carolina. This is a, okay. They, they they might be two and fourteen at best. They're gonna be like, and I'm saying very best. Yeah. They're gonna have four wins, and yeah, that's dude. that's like pushing it. Take take. Whatever, Take your paycheck what, under five and a half to the bank yeah. and put it on that. Seriously, I might do this right now. I mean, because under so five and a half, I can't believe it is even that high. This whole division, if you don't like I I'm almost calling a sure shot outside of the Cowboys well, a win. I was like, yeah, there's two Cowboys. I mean, there's two teams. The Cowboys were tough to pick the over because they're at nine and a half, and we had them at ten and six. But this team is not gonna be a six and ten win team. How are they at five and a half is fucking beyond me. Yeah, I don't know. But it was super easy. So you want to win some money, finally get back at Jared's negative 30-something units this year. Yeah, whatever. Take Roll that on the end of the bank. Otherwise... I'll put 30 units down on that right fucking now. <laughs> I'll put three grand on that right now. <laughs> Otherwise, we will see you guys... Well, this is... We'll see you guys in August. Yeah, in August. This is it for July pre-recording. So you guys have a safe uh, August, I guess. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) A safe August. What kind of outro is that? See you guys later. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.